I remember the cold. I had dragged myself out of bed before dawn. There was nothing unusual about that. It was what we had to do when working in Washington to cope with the five-hour time difference between D.C. and London. By the time I was barely awake, my office on the other side of the Atlantic was well into its working day. Drawing back the blinds and looking out of my hotel window down onto the street below, I was amazed at the sight of streams of people making their way up towards Capitol Hill. From my room, high up on the tenth floor, they seemed like a procession of Lowry-like figures, shuffling along wordlessly in the semi-dark, in heavy overcoats, thick scarves and gloves. It was, after all, a January winter's day in Washington, D.C. The event that had brought them to the nation's capital was hours away, but everyone expected the crowds to be large, and getting there early would be the only way to find a good spot to watch the ceremony. Only on venturing outside myself much later did I discover how cold it was. A freeze had set in. First light revealed a clear day and a sky of faultless blue, but when the wind rose, it showered icicles across the mall. They hit you in the face with the sting of burning needles. Toes and fingers went numb. And yet the weather discouraged no one. Spirits were high. The mood was celebratory. It was as if the warmth of expectation had blunted the effects of the cold. The early risers had done the right thing. By late morning, the largest number of people ever to assemble in Washington had occupied every square inch of the two-mile-long grass runway from Capitol Hill to the Lincoln Memorial to witness the final act in a political drama that had transfixed America and the world. Picking my way through the gathering multitude that day, I could almost taste the excitement. A black man with the unlikely name of Barack Hussein Obama had defied political orthodoxy and was about to be sworn in as President of the United States. <laughs>